0: Hi, and welcome to Ending the Silence, a podcast by ECPAT International. We want to keep you up to date with all the things you need to know about ending the sexual exploitation of children worldwide, what the key issues and the global trends are, and what we can do together to end it. In this episode, we look back at five years of advocacy work that we did as a part of the Girls' Advocacy Alliance. The Girls' Advocacy Alliance is an initiative of PLAN International Netherlands, TED as Home Netherlands, and Defence for Children, ECPAT Netherlands, and it's funded by the Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs. For five years, between 2016 and 2020, we aimed at contributing to equal rights and opportunities for girls and young women and inclusive economic growth in 10 countries in Asia and Africa. In particular, the Girls Advocacy Alliance focuses on the elimination of violence against girls and young women in their economic exclusion as policy priorities. ECPAP's role in this alliance is to deliver activities that would help pave the path for regional organizations to better work together against the sexual exploitation of children. Through our advocacy and partnership work as a part of the Girls Advocacy Alliance, We managed to get to a point where countries are united in this battle, commitments have been made, and governments have started to act. The African Union is, for the first time, having a conversation about a topic that was previously a taboo, and they have committed to bringing the region together to address these crimes against children. South Asia has just launched a regional action plan that would help the region's countries to strategically work together to better protect children from being sexually exploited. And in Southeast Asia, we're seeing steps to improve the region's laws so that offenders can no longer use the travel and tourism industry or the internet to abuse children and get away with it. So, why was doing this an important piece of the puzzle in keeping children and young women in the region safe and enabling them to thrive? How exactly did we achieve these things? And what does advocacy and partnership work on a regional level really mean in practice? What does it mean for the future of keeping all children safe from sexual exploitation? We spoke to ECPAT staff and some of our key regional partners to answer these questions. Why is stopping the sexual exploitation of children key to enable them to live safely and pursue opportunities like education and work. A girl who is not sexually exploited is more likely to be able to access education, work and other opportunities. Protecting girls and young women from being trafficked, abducted, married off and exploited in other ways is key to increasing their chance to becoming financially and socially independent. In turn, a girl that had access to education and has opportunities to be financially and socially independent is less vulnerable to sexual exploitation. The overall aim of the Girls' Advocacy Alliance was to ensure that girls and young women no longer face gender-based violence and economic exclusion. But this can only really happen if the threat of child sexual exploitation is also addressed. Roughly, you can divide it into five different manifestations. These are the sexual exploitation of children through trafficking and through prostitution, online and in the context of travel and tourism, and also some forms of child early and forced marriages. Categorizing these crimes like this is, however, becoming increasingly complex as the manifestations are linked with each other Since people are traveling more, technology is constantly evolving and more and more people have access to the internet and different devices. So now more than ever, the lines between these different manifestations of the crimes are blurred and children may be victimized in many different ways. These complex crimes that happen cross-borders can only be addressed by involving regional decision makers. The value of regional bodies is primarily that they can provide guidance for national law and policy makers, closing legal loopholes and strengthening child protection systems in unison. And this only works best when the whole region works together so that children in every country are protected and offenders aren't just redirected to places where it remains easy to exploit children. But what exactly does partnership work and advocacy mean in practice? And what exactly did we achieve by doing this? By partnership work, we mean linking up with partners, whether they are government bodies, regional decision makers, lawmakers or other child rights organizations. It could also be the private sector, but also with girls and young women directly. By working with partners who have influence, reputation and strong relationships, We make sure that what we do is locally relevant, informed by expertise and backed by the voices that matter, so that those we seek to influence see the relevance and are more likely to listen. Here's what it looks like in practice. In Africa, we worked with key child protection players in the region the African Committee of Experts on the Rights and Welfare of the Child. By partnering with them, we were able to bring conversations about a topic, which was usually not included in political discussions, to the top of the African Union agenda. We provided a platform for a regional discourse, led by experts from the region, that highlighted the ever-growing risks on the African continent and the responsibility of each and every government in playing an active role in protecting children. Instead of ECPAT steering the discussion, we ensured decision-makers themselves are in the lead of this process, and they started talking and committed to join hands on this issue. As a result, African Union member states have signed a declaration that commits to working together, and now the region is bringing experts together to move forward. We also played a key role in getting more African countries to sign up to We Protect Global Alliance, a worldwide cooperation to stop the crime of online child sexual exploitation. So how did we get the region to listen? How did we get them to commit and act?
1: So the declaration is a result of uh, two initiatives, two different initiatives. The first one, everything started in 2018 in Bogota during our meeting with Madame Sisse, the Secretary of the African Committee of Expat on Child Rights.
0: ECPAT's Regional Coordinator for Africa, Vili Boluso, tells us about the journey of bringing the issue to the top of the African Union's agenda. Different documents involved in garnering commitment and the role of ECPAT played in making this happen.
1: So we met with Madame Sisse, so we, we discussed, and she said that, uh, yeah, I would really like to give you a, a day of general discussion during the next session. I'm, I'm happy that you are pushing the agenda around uh, the sexual exploitation of children, and uh, if possible, during uh, the next session of, of, of the African Committee, we may have a special day of general discussion on uh, sexual exploitation of children, and then meantime we the we protect, uh, the we protect uh, started its project on online child sexual exploitation that was drafted by the Af- uh, by Expat International with the African Union as the organization that will implement the project. so we started working on on this project providing our support to the African Union and in implementing the advocacy work around uh, online child sexual exploitation in all African countries. So uh, we were organizing trainings for different stakeholders at African Union state members on issues related to online child sexual exploitation. And then came the session in 2018. And yes. then the African Union said that during the next session, we are going to dedicate one special day just to discuss online child sexual exploitation. And okay. that was the first time for the African Union to discuss such issues at the high level. So it was a special day, and uh, the conference room was full, full of state members, NGOs, mm-hmm. We discussed and shared good experiences and practices on online child sexual exploitation and at the end, there was a final declaration that was um, uh, accepted. A A final declaration coming from African Union state members and NGOs in Africa on online child sexual exploitation. And this is the first time, as I said, to have this. And one of the results of this is that the African Union is now studying how they can provide a general comment on online child sexual exploitation based on the statute. So this is kind of one of the results of this. And a general comment is a voice of experts who have a very, very high understanding of the question. And they can guide state members on the best way to interpret uh, African Union uh, charters or human rights instruments. So, this is why bringing mm-hmm. advocacy at African Union uh. level under GAA and uh, results include that declaration and the increase in number of countries that join the We Protect. So, through okay our advocacy, there are more than 10 countries. We saw the increase of number of countries coming from Africa, including African uh, count, uh, including French-speaking countries. We invited high-level stakeholders working within the Ministry of ICT and the Ministry of Justice, justice actors working on issues related to online child sexual exploitation. Most of them were received the training, and then uh, most of those countries they signed, they will protect, uh, they, they will protect chat. and that was for some of them the first time to hear about it. And I can testify today, when you yes. go to Namibia, when we contact stakeholders, when we do interviews with criminal actors, most of them say, yeah, this is the training we did last year in uh, in Addis. So you know, this is the result of what we have been. As I said, it's very difficult to, to see the impact of what we are doing today. But after years, we may see the sensitization and the result of what we have been uh, doing. But I will say, everything is about advocacy, soft advocacy but the, the issues of sexual exploitation of children is now discussed at national level in countries where they could not discuss it before we came on board with their advocacy work. And this is something I, I really consider like an achievement Uh, which will have uh, a mid-term and long-term very positive impact on child protection in Africa. So, uh, this is what I can say for now.
0: To make sure policymakers can base their decision on up-to-date knowledge, ECPAD is constantly engaging in research efforts related to the sexual exploitation of children. One such piece of research delves into risks posed to children and young women by a new intercontinental trade agreement to ensure the African continent is prepared for the changes and sets up countermeasures that would protect children from new risks.
2: With the expansion of trade envisaged through the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement, it's expected that uh, the number of uh, truck drivers and related uh, mobile men would increase substantially. So there is that high risk that uh, a larger number of children would have to be recruited to serve men first initially through the bars that dot uh, the various borders, but sub. Subsequently, many of them might be into commercial sex. And this has challenges from both from the national standpoint as well as the African Union standpoint.
0: That was the voice of Ibrahim Kaffir. The researcher working on this study shared why it matters and how working on it within the partnership will enable the African Union to get an in-depth insight on the issue.
2: Uh, in many of these African countries, the age of consent is eighteen years, but it's rarely enforced and also related to the fact that they are there are there is very limited birth registration it becomes even harder to identify a young girl who is commercially exploited to identify her correct or establish her correct age so without these kinds of uh, protocols ensuring that the universal birth registration young girls will continue and and the rate at which they are recruited into commercial sex exploitation will increase when this new agreement is eventually uh implemented at the time of uh, signing on to this agreement, there were a number of protocols that the 54 African countries agreed upon. However, many of these protocols do not, not address explicitly the challenges that women and children face, especially regarding cross-border trade. So the reason why this research is important is the fact that as regional trade increases on the continent, there is a likelihood that uh the volumes of trade will increase uh as well, but the challenges women and children face may remain unresolved. Our uh, work uh interviewing uh local GA partners has enabled uh This research to understand the various facets through which uh, uh children might be affected, there are a number of g a partners uh, engaged in scouting and looking out for potential victims, so they work in mainly areas that are uh, that have hotspots for sexual activities, so they go out and uh, try to identify people who have been recently recruited and rescue them from these kinds of activities. So I was able through this research to look at at, uh, the different facets of how children can be affected. It could be from uh, children who are working with their parents and can't cross border points. It could be children who had been promised uh, jobs in urban areas but end up being recruited in sexual activities. Or it could be children that are directly involved in trade activities, supporting of goods across the borders. So working with all these partners has helped uh, try to help us understand how all these activities could increase in the future with the continental free trade area, and if not address how the problem uh, might, be, might be exacerbated. This research will be used to make the case for additional provisions within the Africa continental free trade area, specifically additional protocols that protect women and children who are either directly involved in cross-border trade activities, or that might be affected by increased cross-border trade activities. So across the Africa, we expect that all countries that have signed up to this agreement will implement provisions that protect children. Presently, some of the countries, notably in Southern Africa, have taken on specific legal provisions, for example, that prevent early child marriage. We hope, as we implement this agreement, that all the other African countries come up with similar provisions that address these rampant issues of child marriage, but also address other challenges like commercial sexual exploitation of children more explicitly.
0: In South Asia, our advocacy led to the development of an action plan to guide countries in ending the sexual exploitation of children. To get the attention of South Asian governments, we partner with the intergovernmental body in charge of child protection in the region, the South Asia Initiative to End Violence Against Children, which often is called SAIVAK. They already had a strong relationship with important decision-makers in the region and could drive the political process to gain endorsement from region's governments. To create a solid plan, we spent the coming two years speaking to duty-bearers and children, including girls, from across the region to ensure that their views were taken into account in this new plan to stop these crimes.
3: Like all other regions of the world, uh, South Asia is also a very, very complex region and uh, also hugely, you know, diversified in the sense that we have a small Maldives, Bhutan to huge uh, India and others, right? So the scope and focus of, uh, uh, you know, services for children also widely uh, differ. We also have so many different uh, actors besides cyber and expat At the end of the day, you know, without uh, these sectors fully involved, it just does not become possible for us to move our comprehensive strategic action to address uh, sexual abuse and exploitation.
0: This is the voice of a key partner, Dr. Rinchen Schoppel, Director General at SIVAC. He explains why the work of SIVAC is so important in driving forward child protection work in South Asia and what it means to build a unified front.
3: So the South Asia Initiative to End Violence Against Children is a regional movement uh, in partnership with governments and civil society together. You know, driving the movement. Normally, we'll have intergovernmental platforms which do not have space for children, right? Or civil society organizations. But Sidewalk, we have made that uh, strategic shift by bringing government, NGO, civil society, and UN NGO partners together on the same platform. So that itself is a very important uh, shift. And then, actually, bringing child sexual abuse and exploitation. Putting it on the table and uh, moving this agenda forward, both through, you know, uh, review of national policies and legal frameworks, to actually creating, uh, you know, regional and national action plans, and trying to, you know, bring all these different, uh, widely, you know, dispersed uh, stakeholders in the political or bureaucratic systems, the civil society and NGO sectors on one table and to discuss on how we can create this important uh, common agenda, I think is this important uh, factor. We are now working with ECPAT and other partners on creating a regional action plan to end child sexual abuse and exploitation. So we have today, uh, besides the regional action plan, which is, you know, uh, applicable to all eight countries, we have now specific national action plans which are in final drafts in Nepal and in Sri Lanka. Now we are working in ba- for the Bangladesh national plan. We have taken reviews of all other countries in terms of what uh, policy and the legal uh, gaps exist and what more needs to be done. In the different countries. So, this is something which uh, I believe uh, has been an important case study of how all partners can come together in a regional, uh, you know, coordinated approach and then work together to ground it at the national level and move this agenda forward. And one core uh, issue which I think. Uh, I believe was very useful in terms of SAIWOC and ECPAT's partnership is that uh, SAIWOC and eCPAT actually work together to also strengthen the child participation in the SAIWOC movement. And that, I think, is one of the most crucial points of involving children in their own protection and in their own rights. So today, child sexual abuse and exploitation is no longer a subject matter that is whispered, but something that is openly discussed. And uh, there are efforts in different countries to ensure that provisions, both in policy and legal frameworks, actually cover child sexual abuse and exploitation. We cannot be divided uh, in in thematic lines or in special focus areas, because at the end of the day, for example, a child who is vulnerable can be a victim of child labor, can be trifled, can be given on child marriage, and can be sexually abused. So therefore, everything is unified. We need to be able to find a more common, convergent, strategic partnership so that we are able to add value to each other's work and to be able to share each other's You know, information with each other, resources with with each other, and to become a common, unified force to be able to drive our agenda forward.
0: In Southeast Asia, we joined forces with the main regional organization, ASEAN, We collaborated closely with organizations' women's and child rights leaders, the ASEAN Commission on the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Women and Children, often referred to ACWC. We worked with ACWC to bring the online child sexual exploitation to the forefront of their work through integrating the issue into their five-year work plan, running a regional workshop to build various stakeholders' understanding on the issue and their commitment to addressing it and working towards the declaration that would bring countries together. This work, in November 2019, led to all ASEAN heads of state adopting an ASEAN declaration to further protect children from all forms of online exploitation and abuse. This is now being turned into a regional action plan. Kun Wan Chai, the chair of ACWC, who has been involved with ECPAT for nearly 30 years, tells us about working together to develop the declaration and the action plan. The roles these documents play and why working in partnership is key to driving effective change to better protect children.
4: Last year, ASEAN has approved a declaration called Declaration to Prevention uh, and Protection of Children from Online Abuse and exploitation however in the declaration it is mostly a principle uh that what i wants and what i will will committed to do but no detail uh if we do not have the original kind of action the declaration will be there the the, the declaration will will be on the shelf with without action but if we don't have the decoration, it means we, have, we do not have commitment and obligation to do. So having the decoration is uh, very important. And without a path, uh to work with us, we will not be able to come up with the decoration. So we decided to draft a regional plan of action on to implement that decoration. And now we are in the process of drafting. Uh, we set up a working group, which is comprised of uh, representatives from several countries, EXPAT and UNICEF, to draft with this regional plan of action. You know, and EXPAT has, the, uh, I think, the uh, very long expertise and experience in, in working in this field. You need people to who have a very long, uh, what do you call, collective knowledge. You cannot learn it in a month. <laughs> and the uh, more important that EKFA is willing to jump in, I think it is a win-win situation. Every country in ASEAN would like to get rid of this crime actually. but it is not easy you Know they need expertise, they need uh technical assistance. So, in this regard, it's good to have partners because government have a, a can can enact law, can order, they have a manpower. What they don't have is expertise, uh, except alone without cooperation with government, without officers without manpower, without legal authority uh, it will be just a campaign so team up is one of the best things so that we will not waste our resources by uh, doing things that is not really uh, worthwhile so when we team up it is a win-win situation everyone gets the result which is much better than doing alone.
0: We also worked with the ASEAN Interparliamentary Assembly or AIPA which serves as a center of communication and information among parliaments in ASEAN member states.
5: The purpose of the uh, AIPA is to promote uh, solidarity, understanding, cooperation and uh, close uh, relation among uh, parliament of ASEAN member states. Uh, and uh, it is listed as one of the most important in society of ASEAN. And um, uh, the IPA uh, consists of almost 3,000 parliamentarians from
0: all 10 uh, member of parliament. That is the voice of IPA's president, Mrs. Nguyen Thi Kim Ngan, whom we'll hear more from in a minute. IPA helped gather lawmakers from the region to agree on improving laws on protecting children from traveling sex offenders. Expat, in collaboration with IPA, developed a legal checklist that helps countries in the ASEAN to assess their legal frameworks and to bolster their laws in regards to child sexual exploitation. We spoke to IPA's president, Mrs. Nguyen. T. Kim Gan on why working with parliamentarians from across the region is key to creating laws and legislations that would better protect children.
5: Uh, so um, the, the parliamentarians, you know, that in the region play very important role because uh, uh, they are the uh, policy makers and they have uh, the three most functions: is uh, supervision of the activities of the government, and also uh, the budget. Uh, Location are uh, uh, to represent the people, uh, and in each IPA member parliament, there is uh, always a committee to deal with the uh, with the social affairs, uh, and of course, uh, the child protection is one of the areas. Uh, so um, we actually have uh, a lot of discussion among IPA member parliament on different issues, including this issue. However, I think that uh, we also need to have the input and comments uh, and also the initiative of the idea proposed from the uh, stakeholders like XPAR because you also have your experts and you can also invite very good experts uh, on this matter. And at the workshop and seminar, uh, which are actually organized by XPAR and IPA. Uh I think that uh, members of the parliament are very happy uh, to hear you know that uh uh presentation from the experts on this issue um uh, so um it must helps to increase the awareness on this matter of the uh, members of the parliament. This means that it must contribute greatly to the uh, increase of the awareness of m p as well as uh, Help them to opportunity to share with each other, uh, and also learn from each other, and thus we contribute to the um, um, improvement of the legal framework, uh, uh, and uh, uh, help to to deal with the uh, child protection matter in the future.
0: So, what does this all mean for the future of keeping all children safe from sexual exploitation? Well, the sexual exploitation of children happens in various forms, everywhere in the world and with ever-new methods by offenders to commit the crime. Laws are often not fit for purpose to protect children and often let offenders get away unpunished. No country in the world can stop this crime alone. And it is absolutely vital that governments come together to build a truly united front so laws are not only stronger but also harmonized so that they don't offer loopholes to offenders to benefit from. Working together across regions to discuss, plan, and enact child protection measures means children are better protected everywhere and in the long run. Five years of garnering high level commitments from governments have shown the importance of working with regional organizations. They really can make the difference in our collective efforts to end the sexual exploitation of children. We have also learned that our approach of adding value to the process of regional organization can push the needle in the right direction. The knowledge and expertise that ECPAT and its network can contribute with to these processes is vital. And the regional organizations can make better and more informed decisions to utilize it. And it is great to see when the leadership, guidance, influence and authority of regional organizations translate into concrete action and better protection of children on national levels. Together, we can end the sexual exploitation of children. Thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about the work of ECPAT, please go to ECPAT.org and we have a lot of information there for you.